Listeners are advised, this podcast contains coarse language, themes of an adult nature, and inappropriate thoughts about boy bands. And inappropriate thoughts by boy bands, motherfucker. Can we call the take that review Odyssey Space? Play on Space Odyssey. Mm -hmm. We're recording, by the way. Oh, okay. (laughs) Cut this bit then. (laughs) Good afternoon, Zoe. Hi Amy, why have you dragged me out of my bed on a Saturday morning in the middle of April? Because it is the Saturday after the Friday night before Uh, last night. There's not an actual reason. (laughs) Every Saturday morning is the Saturday after the Friday night before. What happened Amy? Well I'm sat here in my Take That Odyssey 30 Years onesie to tell you all about last night's opening night of the Take That Tour. Okay, so is this where I need to insert my warning to yes, the listeners? Yes, If you haven't been to your Take That show yet, and you're intending to go, and you don't want it ruined, we're both aware that some people don't like to know what's going to happen in the show before they go. The rest of this minisode is going to contain just one massive spoiler. <laughs> so switch off now and come back and listen after you've been to your show. Good, good one. Do okay. continue. Yes, I like spoilers personally. I can't wait to to find out. I like to know. And I also like to know, I like to prepare myself for where I am in the arena so I know what I'm going to see and stuff. And if you're standing, to make sure you get a good spot. So I always Well, that prefer- failed for you last tour, didn't it? Stood behind the drum kit? <laughs> where was the drum kit this year? So the band were up on two, like, sub stages above the stage the middle of the stage was a big round sphere which looked like a massive glitter ball Ball. yeah it looked like a massive (laughs) glitter ball but i could see the edge of it and i knew that it was going to turn around and it was going to be the take that logo the odyssey take that logo which is like a 3d version i'm pointing at myself no one can see she's not just herself she's pointing at her tit the logo and for those of you who like the visual she's pointing at her left tit okay good (laughs) <laughs> I've got a friend who said a male friend who says I don't mind the word tits but the word tit on its own is horrible <laughs> he's like oh oh my tit so anyway yeah so is that it that's, that's it yeah, it was great doing? the end no basically I joked a few weeks back that if what if the concert was just take that coming out and playing the album in its entirety and that is exactly what it is <laughs> Oh, so it is the Odyssey, the album from start to finish, every single song, every single link, all the speaking bits, they put video to that and they put the words up on the big ball sphere thing. And sphere is probably going to sound weird on this podcast, isn't it? So let's call it ball. I'm I'm down with the ball. Down with the ball. I've always been down with balls. You like balls, yeah. Hottest balls. Love it. In fact, AJ says that on um, <laughs> on the boy band con. He said something about it being hot as balls in the hangar that they were. Yeah. And I was like, that's Zoe's expression. <laughs> <laughs> hot as balls, mate. Hot as balls. So, yeah, when I first heard Odyssey as an album, I ha- actually, I think I tweeted that it sounded like a set list or a set rather than an album because it mm. all flowed together and they tied it all and linked it and segued it all. So I, I, although I joked about it, I wasn't actually that surprised. Do you, so it, have you ever been told that perhaps you're a little bit psychic? No, I don't think I'm psychic. I think it was just the logical. But yes, I have. <laughs> I've got it runs in my family. Oh, I'll tell you about that. Do you have here. a spirit guide? I don't, but someone in my family did. Yeah, 
Oh. I'll tell you about it off here. People will think I'm a nutter. People know I'm a nutter. So they opened the Sphere. Rick Astley supported, first of all, if there are any Rick fans in the house. We've decided, as you know, that Rick would get it. Having seen Rick last night, he's 53 years old. He's a very handsome man. What was my reaction to, what was my reaction to the picture of Rick? That you thought his gut was bigger than yours. Yes. <laughs> I think it was bad lighting. Yeah. Sorry, Rick, you're probably quite svelte, but the angle of the picture that Amy sent me, it did look like you were about to have a baby. I think it was the jacket. The way congratulations the... to you and your wife. <laughs> oh, his wife is not my fan. Anyway, so the, the music started, the lights went down, the music started, and the beginning chords of Greatest Day began. We knew it was going to open to Greatest Day. It's the start of the album. The The big ball turned round, revealing the Take That logo. I mean, sure. And then everyone was like, where are they going to come out? Where are they going to come out? And three doors flipped around in the logo, and there they were. Like, like an Chris show. Like they used to do on Blankety Blank. Exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know what Blankety Blank is, if you're not in the UK, it was a fantastic programme that was originally hosted by Terry Wogan. And I'm going to... You need to go and YouTube it. Blankety Blank. National Treasure, blank. Terry Wogan. Blankety Blank. Blankety so... Blank. They sang Greatest Day. Anyone who watched our Insta Live, or Insta Stories, sorry, from the arena, because the network connection issues we had, some of the next song uploaded in the middle of the first song. Yeah, it's... So I had a few issues with... I had two phones on me on different networks. Neither of them would upload to Instagram. So the hero of the show, or the hero of the night, was Zoe Linkson, because... I could get a connection. Actually, you were the one who said to me, connect to the Wi-Fi, first of all. Yeah. And then I could get... Do you know what I actually did? When you said, I've got no connection, it's really bad. I was like, she's in an arena, there'll be a staff Wi-Fi, and occasionally, if you Google, like, FlyDSA Arena Sheffield, staff Wi-Fi password... You can find it. You can find it. it. So right. that's what I started doing. And as I did that, it came up that they had improved their Wi-Fi last year, and I just said to you, try the Wi-Fi. Yeah. I never found a staff one. Yeah. But it... <laughs> well, I got on the Wi-Fi and it wasn't much. I mean, it was better, but it wasn't amazing. So what I actually had to do in the end was send Zoe all my pictures, all my videos <laughs> so that she could upload them. So all of those wonderful posts that you saw across two and a half hours. In case you thought, it doesn't sound like Amy. She used use words <laughs> like that. It wasn't Amy, it was right? Zoe. It I was, was trying Zoe to be as Amy as I could be, but I don't really know how to get my brain into Amy. Mm. So it's, it was all me. I didn't say hot as balls, mate, but <laughs> you did use that and I, I enjoyed that. I no, you sent me a message. No, you. one of the videos you did get out was you on Instagram going, it's so hot, I'm going for a drink. Oh, yeah. Which is, and almost immediately after right, I posted the okay. hot as balls. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> sense. So they went from Greatest Day into It Only Takes a Minute. Those costumes they wore for the first two songs, the blue, like, red, white and blue costumes were my fave. They were a bit... Is that the blue velvet ones with the... They Patch weren't. On the no, front. they weren't velvet. They were like. Um, they were like. I don't want to say shell suit, but kind of. Okay, because from the picture you sent me, I was like, "Oh, it's a little Morgan Mindy." <laughs> Do you remember Morgan Mindy? Yeah. He had that red outfit with the dungarees with the yeah. No, so his space outfit when he was oh, going in the egg, okay. walk back to orc. It was like a red jumpsuit with a big sa- 
big silver patch down the front and oh, that's right. what they reminded me of. It was a bit like that. Someone took a close-up picture of Gary and you could see his nipple through it. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. any picture with Barlow's nipples Gary. in is fine by me. So, yeah, that was great. And then they went into these days and the whole stage just kind of lit up with multicoloured lights and stuff like some of the the lighting was just amazing they always have pyros they always have confetti they always have amazing lighting but it was epic scale and then could it be magic into everything changes and when they started singing the new version of everything changes they weren't on the stage their faces their heads were on the big ball and then it (laughs) like this sounds like like they used to do at the Tower of London in medieval times. <laughs> they'd, no, people would be executed a... and they'd put their heads on, on big sticks at the Tower of London like that? No, it was a video. Okay. So they sang like the, the opening kind of bit and then Robbie's face popped up and then because he sang lead vocals on that song originally. So he sang the first uh, verse and chorus. Everyone went insane they always do whenever Robbie pops up much more so than when Jason popped up which was a bit unfair really but so that was really cool and they were all playing instruments again throughout the night Mark plays guitar obviously Gary plays the piano they all play drums at one point Howard played a keytar at one stage as well and I was like you go Howard is it Chris who our theme tune Chris yes he's just replied on Instagram saying he's got the new blah 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 yes blah blah key blah 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 I've seen sorry Chris Chris, I did read it fully I can't remember it (laughs) I've seen Chris (laughs) playing his keytar a few times thinks he's a rock god which obviously he is and then they went into Out of Our Heads which is one of the new ones I'm not a massive fan of it but I thought they did a good job with it a million love songs with mike stevens front and center playing the saxophone and mark's hair pulled back into a man bun which we all liked and obviously <laughs> mark's grown his hair and grown a tash and there's a lot of controversy over whether or not that is an acceptable thing to do but with the man bun it was great can i give my take on it come on he looks a little bit like he's the leader of a cult from the 1970s okay no you can't <laughs> you can't not give a, a take on it. Ba- <laughs> cult leaders have to... a, were you gonna say not in a bad way <laughs> no i mean like cult leaders were always attractive enigmatic that's true he's got that kind of people would follow him and have that you know take his leads type but it just had it's a very 70s look yeah and it just struck me especially the outfit i don't know when the outfit comes in yeah but the outfit just made me think oh Yes, you're right. Yeah. Mm, mm. Okay, we'll get to that. Then they did Shaw, which is, I think... You sure? A sh- I'm sure. I don't know if they've performed Shaw as a band together since maybe the Ultimate Tour, which was 2006. I think they did it on that tour. They must have done. Um, Answers to our Instagram. That was great. That was really good. I'm, I'm not a massive fan of Shaw, but I thought they did a really good job and I liked all the dancing. They danced more on this tour, on this gig, than I've seen them dance for a long time, especially Gary. He looked... When he sat down to do a million love songs, like the sweat was pouring off him and I was like, mate, it's only song eight. <laughs> <laughs> And he's fit. He is fit. I would lick that man all over. Anyway, love ain't here anymore. Maybe that's an option for the sweating problem. He's just like, mm. he can summon you to the stage every time it's getting a bit much. You know, like normally someone will throw him a towel. Yep. Instead of having that, like mm-hmm. he can just be like, click his fingers and Amy can come running, running on. And I'll lick go, excuse him. me, several thousand people while I lick Gary Barlow. This is just my job. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then you toddle off the stage. 
It's an option. I'll tweet him. Yeah. Yeah. See what see what he says. So after Sure, it was Love Ain't Here Anymore. And Gary started that solo with the piano. And then Howard and Mark appeared from the other side of the stage and shared the lead vocal on the next bit. And Howard's voice, I said this after the Albert Hall, but his voice is so good. And I don't think... always had a really good voice. I don't think anyone's really appreciated it before. I always used to say back in the day that Howard's got one of the better voices, but was not ever going to be put up front because he wasn't the cheeky chappy Robbie or the young cute one that everyone liked that was Mark mm. or Gary whose ego was massive back then so <laughs> yeah he sings so 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 well so I love that now the love ain't here anymore that I said was a car crash after boys <laughs> men took over but I really really like that version now so after that these motorbikes came down from the ceiling this is the picture that's been in all the papers today. So oh, is every it? new paper. And they've all gone with um, The Boys A Bike, I think. Is that headline? Let me find. Um, I'm friends with Dave Hogan on Facebook and he posted his pictures this morning with all the... I'll find it and I'll tell you. Okay. You carry on and I'll tell you the headline. Well, I, it mean, may... I have to say, it was a bit midlife crisis-y. Like, three men around the age of 50 on motorbikes. I said it felt um, a little bit... The boys are back in town. Yeah. Room, room. The headline that everyone went with was, it wasn't the boys are bike. I apologise for getting it wrong. Uh, the headline that two, three papers went with are was um, bike for good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. Fair. The reviews I've read have all been really good. So, But yeah, so these bikes came down from the ceiling and they jumped on and the front wheels started to spin and the song was Spin which, again, Howard sings lead vocals on. It's one of the new tracks on Odyssey. And then they kind of... The bikes kind of reared up. And they had these girls getting on the back of their bikes. And oh. I was like, I don't wish to be rude, but get off. <laughs> stop touching. <laughs> yes, yeah, stop, boy stop touching them. And But the graphics behind was like they were driving down a road in arizona or somewhere and it it was the production the video all of that must have cost millions and it was amazing so after spin they launched into cry which is always 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 a fan favorite it's it's a massive song everyone goes mental to it and after the second chorus gary went right we're coming in there and they leapt off the stage and ran to a surprise b stage that we didn't expect oh my boy band generally always has a B stage. Yes. But it's now at the stage where you know every tour yes. that they're going out into the audience and they're going out when they sing tonight. Yeah, okay. So it's not, you don't necessarily know when it's coming, mm. but you know it's going to happen at some point. Well, we normally know that. Apart a from the one that goes out, sings a bit, and then runs off and hides. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always know there's a B stage, but we weren't aware this time. But Sheffield Arena is smaller than the other arenas, so I think it will probably be slight, a slightly different setup in the other arenas. Uh, we had the same thing on Wonderland. The podiums that they came out on at the start were in a different place in Sheffield, mm. just because it's not big enough to accommodate everything the way they normally have it all set up. Oh, that'd be what. So I had spent a little bit of time in the take that Facebook groups to see. I wanted to figure out whether or not people care about spoilers yeah so i went into a couple of the, the take that facebook groups that you'd put me in before checking that out and there'd been some posts in there some girls had said oh did anyone else get a phone call today i've i was in row 66 and i've had my tickets moved and i'm now in row 11 so they oh. were complaining that their tickets have been moved has anyone else had this phone call i've been moved seats and it's kind of like but you've been moved 50 rows forward pet <laughs> 
like chill the fuck out. Yeah, probably. To but that was probably a staging thing. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. So they finished cry on the B stage. Loads of confetti went up, and Can't they be a bit of confetti. I really just go now for the confetti. Yeah. You need to collect confetti yeah, for I me. Yeah, I do. I do. It was all white though. It wasn't we'll very do... exciting. But they make the night the white plain white stuff is great on Christmas trees. Okay. So we'll do that as part of the patio maybe. Yeah. But if you're a if you're a take that fan and you're on our your Patreon Patreon, I've got to figure out how I'm going to say it. I change every week. <laughs> what did we decide? Patreon. Patreon. If you're a take that fan and you're one of our Patreon sponsors, get in touch. Let me know, and I will do you some Christmas tree ornaments with take that confetti. Mm-hmm. If Amy remembers to bring me some. All right, Amy will no remember. No pressure. Mm. Okay, so. After they went to the B stage, I turned round and I took a picture to show you that the woman stood behind me refused <laughs> to turn round. So she was just facing me the whole time they were down there. It was very awkward. And also, I knew she was staring at me. And so I was, oh, it was just really cringe. I don't know what was going on with her. Yeah, there you go. It's like the people that refuse to stand up. Oh, yeah. And you're like, tough. Sorry, I'm up. So Cry into said it all. And then How Deep Is Your Love, which is probably my least favourite song they've ever done. But they had the Bee Gees projected onto the ball on the stage. And not just Barry, but the Robin and... Barry, Robin, I want to say Clive, it's not... I don't know. <laughs> Three Bee Gees. Barry, Gibb, Robin, Gibb. Well, I can't really remember him. Andy. No, Andy's the brother. God, I can't believe how much we have One to One of Google. the twins. Yeah. The twins and Barry. Anyway, so that was, it was, you know, a nice moment, whatever. And then they came back to the stage. There was another video that went up when they were talking about getting back together and doing it again. More video of Jason. And then they went into Patience. Morris Gibb. Morris. Maurice, they probably said, didn't they? Uh, I think it was Morris. Yeah. Yeah. So they launched into Patience, which is always a crowd pleaser. Everyone knows it. Then The Flood, which, again... Big, big song. They did Back for Good. Was Back for Good when Mark had his interesting outfit on? No, it wasn't. It was later on. So Back for Good, into Get Ready for It, which is a brilliant, brilliant song. Really good live. It's just big. And I think that was the one that had all the fire that I was sending you pictures of. I love a bit of pyro. Yeah, me too. Love it. Love some pyro. And then Everlasting. There's just that outside chance that you're going to lose a boy band member. Yeah, especially on the first night. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's just, I like the chance. I like the odds. Spin, roll the roulette wheel. Come on. (laughs) See who we can. Nobody move. Nobody move. There's fire. So Everlasting, which Mark sings lead vocals on, which is another one of the new songs off the Odyssey album, which is a banging pop song. It is fucking brilliant but he was wearing like a baby pink suit with a cowboy hat and then like a floral kimono and <laughs> it was all a bit i don't know that it, was a picture was when you sent and i thing? was like please tell me it's, it's a parody or something there's some like, in joke that i don't understand about that he's wearing this outfit he just like amy's gonna explain to me later all why this say, is funny and why he's doing it all i can say is that mark has a very distinctive style I wouldn't go as far as to call that style. Well, Howard was wearing snakeskin and leopard print all in one. Please do not judge Howard. <laughs> I was mean, it when you say all in one, was it like a jumpsuit? No, he had a snakeskin suit on, which I am strongly opposed to because I hate snakes so much. And then a leopard print shirt. So when he took his jacket off, 
It was like leopard print snakeskin. Like, oh, you're double I'm, animal printing I'm there. I'm feeling it. Yeah, okay. I might try and get a similar outfit. Okay. So, Everlasting into Giants, another big song. Gary climbed up a big um, staircase. staircase and stood on it. the top. Do you know what the staircase made me think of? The Truman Show. Oh. When Nike got that picture and he was... I'm sure there was clouds or something behind it. And it was like that bit in the Truman Show where he tries to escape and he goes, goes out on the, the boat edge. and he hits the edge and then there's a staircase that appears in the thing. where oh. That's what it reminded me of. Mm. Do you ever feel like your life is the Truman Show and everyone in it has just been put there? When I was little, I used to wonder whether or not I was living in a very large doll's house and I was just a doll that someone was playing with. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Okay. So giants. Into- I wasn't, by the way. <laughs> well, okay. I don't think so. I'm glad we've cleared that up. <laughs> Shine came next with Gary playing piano at the top of the stairs, and I think Howard was playing something, and then Mark came down the stairs. And it's almost like your focus wasn't entirely on Howard. <laughs> and well, it wasn't, but also because of where the dancers were, I couldn't see him very well. Okay. So it was it was tricky to see. I had quite a good view. I was in row seven. I know people who were right at the front, especially they had these two extra side blocks because the front of the stage was circular. So the people at the front in the two side blocks, which I have got tickets in at some point, they couldn't see very well because when you're when it's a circular stage and you're at the side, you can't see what's happening on the other side. So when the bikes came on, for instance, they could only see Mark. They couldn't see Howard and Gary. So I think you kind of have to be... And again, this could be because Sheffield Arena is a small arena that the front row is really, really close to the stage. Yeah. But... When I was seeing some pictures from Instagram of people that were further back... Mm the video screen the lighting looked even more amazing yes. than what i'd already seen so that what was going on on the ball looked yeah. brilliant from what you sent when you take it further yeah. back there's the ball and then there's also a massive video set of wall yeah. behind it mm. where it all blends in together yeah so it's just so but which is good though because it's you're still getting an experience from where you were in row mm. seven but if you're at the back you're not you're not missing out. Yeah, you're getting a full. They really, show I think they always really play to the big, to the back, and to the big arenas. And Gary tends not to interact with people at the front. He yeah. sings to the whole arena. Whereas Mark and Howard, you get a bit more from them. But um, yeah, we've always kind of said, especially after Wonderland, when it was very much set when they were in the round, and it was very much set up for the people in the seats rather than the standing people. And I was like, I think you've got to make that decision sometimes where do you want the view or do you want the proximity yeah and um, i'll always be as close as i possibly can that's always going to be i always thing. do i tend to do my first new kid show i'll always go and sit not at the back but mm. like i, I don't want to be front row i want to go and absorb it mm. so then it puts me in a better position to go in night two and do photographs because i'm kind of like I know this happens here and this mm. is the costume thing that happens here. So I know what bits I want to try and yeah. pick up photograph-wise. But you don't kind of get that effect if you're right at the front. So I tend to stand back. Yes. And there'll always be one point in the show where I will walk up and go up a level to look at the stage from like a higher level up mm. to see how it looks from back there as well. Yeah. Generally, on my way out to have a cigarette, not going to lie. And generally, during the solo bits, which <laughs> I have no interest in. 
Okay. <laughs> well, my friends who were in the front row on one of the side blocks lucked out, though, because the boys went past them when they were coming mm. on and off the stage, and they they touched them, they said hi to them several times. So, it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? So, Shine was good. It's always a big one. Everyone knows Shine. And then into Never Forget, which they had the return of the Travelators. So, on the Beautiful World Tour, they had these, you know, moving floors, Travelator thingies. Like you, you know get I mean. at the airport. Like you get at the airport. Beautiful. And we were just... My favourite bit of the airport, that. <laughs> totally. You feel like you're a hero because you're moving so fast. But, of course, there's a f- the other way around because they're walking but not moving. Yeah. So, but it's... We were talking about so it earlier that day. basically they're staying in the same spot. Yeah. Throwing it out there. Bit of a waste of energy, chaps. Well, it is, but they they have it's what well, it's all choreographed. So they stop and Howard comes back and then the other two come forward <laughs> and so oh, it's re- it's really fun and we would we'd just been talking about it yesterday before the show and how much we'd enjoyed all that choreography from the previous tour. So that was really good. Everyone likes to never forget, get your arms in the air and all that stuff. Then Lulu popped out, worst kept secret of the whole tour. Even I knew Lulu was gonna be there. Yeah. And I'm not even going not we, even don't barely even follow them. We revealed that on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Oh, is that ago, how I knew? <laughs> <laughs> so Lulu oh, came out saying Relight promise. My Fire. Gary Gary Barlow's vocal in Relight My Fire was extraordinary. It was ever just incredible. And then she took a solo at the end so they could all fuck off and change. And they came back out in like robes, like dressing gowns. Oh. Not dressing gowns, but like the, the wraparound with the tie. And I was like, <laughs> take it off. Mark sang Babe. He looked like he was in pain when he sang it. He just looks... I don't know. He looks like there's a lot going on inside. And then he suddenly smiles and you go, oh, he's just the most wonderful... When they first flipped round, when they first came out and the doors flipped round, and Gary and Howard were all... And Mark just... The biggest smile on his face. (laughs) He's just such a lovely, happy man. I wonder if he'd get that. Who was the boy bander you quoted the other week about... How when you're in an arena full and you come out and it's you just hit by that wall of the energy. noise. That's JC from InSync. Yeah, I that. wonder if he gets that same yeah, thing. I expect he does. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Gary wants to look cool and Howard wants to look sexy. Mark just can't help but like just <laughs> smile, big big smile. And then they sang the new version of "Pray," complete with people signing, so doing sign language along with the lyrics. I think that was my highlight of what you sent me was when you were like and the you know they're there with people singing and i was like oh that's lovely and then you're like no no typo they're there with people signing <laughs> and then i said apart from gary i said mark and howard are doing it too but gary's not he's busy signing no singing gary's singing <laughs> so that was really lovely and it's a lovely version of prey and they don't do the dance obviously but it is just really really nice and then they finish with rule the world and the big ball turned into planet earth Aww. it was great it was great it was really a good show. Two hours. There was no surprises in terms of what song was coming next. If you've listened to Odyssey, the album, that's what it is. It's exactly that. It would be interesting to see at the next gig I go to whether they include a bit more chit-chat with the audience because there wasn't yeah. much of that. But it was really, But I find really that with New Kids as well. So like the very first couple of shows will be completely different to what you see at the end of the tour because they, they develop their banter, they know when they can yes. start mucking about. and Yeah. So, in conclusion, I remember coming away from... In fact, I saw Shef- uh, Wonderland at Sheffield for the first time as well. And I remember coming away from that and thinking, hmm, 
because I didn't I didn't love it, especially the first night. I was like, mm, I don't know about this. But actually, I think that Odyssey, for me, I don't think it's as good as three, but I think it's better than Wonderland, so it kind of sits in the middle. And I think if you've never been to a Take That concert before, this is a really, really good one to go to because they play all the songs that okay. you'll know. And tickets-wise tickets left can people still buy tickets i think so yeah i think there are still some left directly from venues but and they they're one of these bands that support this twickets like, twickets so you can't buy from touts you can only buy from yeah. other fans at face value yeah. and if people want to go but they can only get tickets at the back of the arena i'll go yeah it's worth it it's worth it you'll still be able to see a great show there were fireworks. The fireworks in Rule the World were amazing. Actual fireworks or fireworks on the screen? No, actual fireworks oh. with bangs of the lot. Actual proper fireworks. And it was fucking brilliant. And I just, I wish I'd had a bigger, like I couldn't get them all into my screen to film, but I wish I'd had a bigger, a bigger camera or whatever because it was amazing. It You will love it whether you... I've seen them before or not, whether you're a massive fan or not, whether you're at the front, whether you're at the back, it is a great all-round good take that gig. But don't go if you're not a fan of snake print. <laughs> no, you're all right. He only wears it for a short while. Okay, you can use the, you can use that moment to go for a wee. Yeah. Okay. I think there's going to be a few people out there who are disappointed because they think, oh, I mean, there's already been people saying, oh, it's a bit flat because they knew, we know the set list, but... I disagree. I think it was right. See, that's an argument I don't get mm. because so you'd be happy to go to a show. You wouldn't be disappointed with a show if they did exactly the same songs but put them in a different order. Mm. But they very carefully put those songs in an order on the album and probably thought about it for a very long time as what goes well and how it all mixes. Why then shake up what they've decided is how it sounds best? just because they're on the tour i think it's just different because people are i agree with you i completely agree with what you're saying but i think it's because fans are so used to going along going oh i wonder what will be next I wonder what will happen next. and they know and we all know because we've listened to odyssey to death but we love it so you know go see odyssey it's fucking brilliant okay and so just for future reference when i do my review of the new kids on the book show you're not expecting me to know what song come in what order are you because no. i won't okay mate honestly on some of the facebook groups people have gone what's the set list and someone's written it all out like they were at the show and wrote it all down <laughs> and someone else has gone it's the odyssey album in order and, they, <laughs> and they're still writing oh it starts with greatest day then it goes into it only takes a minute and it's like Fucking hell. Just screenshot the back of your album, Pet. Right. Go on to iTunes. Somebody else said, oh, I didn't recognise that song when they were on the motorbikes. What's that song? Am I a bad fan? And um, another fan replied and said, oh, it's on the new album. It's on Odyssey on the second disc right before Cry. And she went, there's a second disc. Oh. <laughs> Not that I want to sit here and shame people and laugh at them, but it did make me laugh for quite a long time, that one. <laughs> So that's our take that concert review. There's, I mean, the tours go, it goes on for months yet, doesn't it? Oh yeah, there's and 51 actually, shows left. So the stage setting makes it, to, the set list makes sense to me now because when I was looking at dates, and uh, not the set list, so the stage setup 
kind of makes sense to me now when i was looking at dates that i could come and join you and it's very large chunks all in one place and i was kind of like that's odd like mm. they're doing they're in sheffield for ages and then they're in london for ages mm. but the fact that it's such an intricate stage makes that make sense because it means that they leave that gap between moving to redo the stage and then they haven't got to do it every night right unlike my boy band who strip their stage down at the end of the night ship it off to the next town and put it all back up in time yeah. for the next show so no take that tend to do that they do a batch of dates at, at venues and then move on to the next venue because it's, it's such allows a big the production to, to be yeah higher, everything slicker. excellent okay so that's it for this mini sewed it was probably not very mini we do, mini shows are becoming a weekly thing now. It's just not. It won't be every week. It just sometimes we want to pull the bits that we're talking about out of the main episode. Just yeah. for this week because it was spoilers. We won't do a Minnesota every week. But thank you if you do listen to both the Minnesota and the Friday. We do appreciate you all. If you want to help sponsor us, um, support what we're doing. It's not massively expensive to do this, but there are bits and pieces we like to get. I've got a massive list of books now. That we biographies and band stories that we want to get for, to help with our research our sponsorship campaign is run by patreon which is www.patreon.com forward slash boy band and if you want to go and see any pictures or videos of odyssey as we've discussed there's a lot on our instagram because we'd had an instagram takeover last night so go and check us out at i'm with the boy band on instagram we're on Twitter at theboybandpod, or you can email us your thoughts to theboybandpod at gmail.com. There's also a Facebook page that Amy is sometimes in, but sometimes not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find that on Facebook just by searching I'm with the boy band. I'm usually not, but I actually did um, enter into it last week to try and drum up folks for take that <laughs> on the video boy band World Cup. <laughs> Um, so, thanks this week go too. take that it's all take that and thank you very much to my co-host Zoe for helping me out so massively last night 